0: Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us, and therefore is it, that grave where he is laid, this legend hath, that still his kingdom
1: keeps. Gather round all your homes of Camelot, cause it's your boys in the back to rock the spider the podcast about Merlin season three. And on the mics tonight, the you Chris and Jeremy, and they're here to break down every episode. So leave those five stars and click that download. Enjoy the show, whether you're chilling or working, so let's jump into season three of Merlin, cause still his kingdom keeps, still his kingdom keeps. Still His Kingdom Keeps, it's
0: Gallipher in the streets and magic in the sheets, huh? I'm
2: Jeremy Drew. I'm Chris Moser,
0: And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're in the middle of season three, talking about some caves and some, some, some dilemmas uh, and some wizards. How are you today, my friend Chris Moser?
2: You know, I was okay about a minute ago, but then I just I, I fumbled it right there. I didn't give myself a fun name. You did, so I was ex- you know.
0: I, you, and, but you know what ended up happening is that I managed to get through the intro without sure. stumbling. So. I'm the
2: ghost of Uther's pubes. Okay, right. yeah, there you good. go. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit Nailed that back it. in. Don't worry
0: about it. It'll all Thank sound. Thank you. Anyway, how are you, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, doing very good. This is probably coming out a couple of weeks too late, uh, but I just wanted to mention that if you followed us here from the Monster of the Week podcast that Chris and I did. Um, that we have recently started releasing some new episodes of that. So Supernatural has a new show out. They have a prequel called The Winchesters that follow the lives of John and Mary and fortunately several other people who are not John and Mary. Um, so we've been putting some episodes out over there. If you want to go check that out, it's just monstertheweek.cool on all normal podcasting feeds. Uh, but we're also still going to be doing the Merlin podcast. So We're, we're not yeah. going anywhere. If you're ride or die for Merlin, no. we are here for you. Uh, and speaking of Chris, what what's been going on in Merlin?
2: What's up? Last time on Merlin, hunk magnet Merlin attracted yet another swordsman to Camelot uh, when the handsome Gwen aided Merlin and Arthur in a village bar brawl. Meanwhile, brigands from that same village use magic to pose as knights to enter the latest Camelot melee, seeking revenge against Prince Arthur. Uh, Arthur fights bravely in his 99th tourney, but in the end is saved by Gawain once again, who still somehow finds himself banished from Camelot.
0: And today we are discussing Merlin, Season 3, Episode 5, The Crystal Cave, which was written by Julia Jones, directed by Alice Trotton, and it aired on October 9th, 2010. When Merlin has an unexpected meeting with the mysterious Taliesin, the wizened old sorcerer takes the young warlock to the Crystal Cave and shows him a glimpse of the future. However, this gift turns out to be more of a curse when, to his horror, Merlin sees Morgana set to kill Uther. Merlin knows mm. he must do all that he can to stop the future from playing out. Uh, this is, you know, I don't know that Merlin has had very many bad episodes for us so far. Uh, this is a really fucking dense episode. We say that a lot, but like I'm Mm -hmm. on five pages of notes of just describing stuff that has happened. Like, I don't normally like write down jokes cause it, as they occur to me or anything. Like I don't all, my, my notes aren't really like padded with stuff to say on the podcast. It's just reminding me what happens. And I'm in five fucking pages, Chris. That's crazy. I'm usually like There's a lot going on. three and a half, four at max.
2: <clears throat> I landed at three. I kept it consistent, but it was also eight o'clock in the morning when I watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I um, hadn't finished my coffee yet. But yeah, we um this this episode starts off um full speed ahead. We see Merlin and Arthur running through the woods and it's in slow-mo. There's this heartbeat thing. Like it starts off with a lot of uh, intensity.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're running from some bandits, some brigands. Um, They hide. Arthur thinks they've outrun them. uh, But Merlin's like, yeah, they definitely not. And sure enough, they, they have not. Um, No, they, the brigands (laughs) come back uh, and Arthur leads them to this place uh, that he later is going to name as the Valley of the Fallen Kings. And as Merlin starts to enter it, he can tell like, Oh shit. I, yeah, this is, this it's is, like this he is, almost gets
2: like a lightning shock when he gets near it because he can he can feel something, the magical yeah. energy of this place. Um, it's the same feeling I get walked by a
0: Popeyes. I'm like, whoa. yeah, that's, I that's what my, I was just gonna say. I, I, need, I need to get right <laughs> over there. Yeah. Oh, the, I love detour. that. Where's it from? Popeyes.
2: <laughs> you could redirect before you Google Maps does. Like you just know instinctively. <laughs> um, and that's but but arthur does not have he does not have popeye's radar um as they're walking into this place and he says you know it's the valley of the fallen kings or whatever uh he he brushes it off he's like oh this place is allegedly cursed but only if you're superstitious um but those brigands clearly they must be so they're not going to follow us in here um and arthur's just wrong Every step of the way.
0: Yeah. It's the runny joke of Arthur just being like, oh, they would never follow us in here. And then it happened immediately is very
2: funny. <laughs> it's like a hard cut to like all you know, 40 of these men charging after them <laughs> and they start to run again. And, and I honestly, I genuinely thought that that was like a funny cut, but as they start to run again, Arthur is caught by an arrow in the back. And I guess these men, they were just like, well, pretty sure later. we hit him. Time to turn back.
0: Yeah. We got him. Uh No need to check their bodies. He's dead. Um, And I think what really happens is Merlin just hides Arthur, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's trying to help Arthur out. Merlin is totally out cold. Uh, Merlin's obviously feeling like some kind of way about this, right? He's looking up at the sky, he's feeling pretty desperate. Um, He builds a fire and starts making like uh, some sort of hot compress thing, but that doesn't work. Um, he, he starts yelling at, at Arthur and insulting him funny him enough a that, that
2: hot rock that Merlin made didn't close the wound D- didn't close the back.
0: wound on his back yeah I'm like please just take his take his armor off and just clean the wound please what are you doing <laughs> yeah, do something do something uh, I, lo- I love too that like Merlin's go-to is like I'm gonna call him a dollop head and hope he wakes up and gets mad about it um, yeah
2: he thought well maybe if I talk shit it'll get his blood pumping a little bit and it didn't work Didn't work. Um, <laughs> for a second there I genuinely thought that Arthur died and we were gonna do have to do a little resurrection situation here here. but he's just he he's gravely wounded and he's not doing well.
0: Yeah. Um this is not, now Merlin is desperate. So he uh he starts using his magic. Um yeah. and he casts uh, a spell. He kind of stops himself cuz he, he sees something hears something weird going on around yeah. him but doesn't can't see anything so he does it again. Nothing works. So he he goes to the stream where he begins washing Arthur's blood from his hands and crying cuz it's his, his friend is dying. Uh, and yeah, just, he's and, got a
2: face full of snot. He went all in on it. It's, he wasn't playing around.
0: <laughs> I saw the snot drip, but I'm like, "My friend, are you okay? Huh. Huh. That's a hard choice. Court. That's you a, made a that's choice. a choice, my friend." Uh, but uh, this is when Talison appears, uh, looking very wizardly, and he says, "This is not the time Arthur will die. He's expecting. He's been expecting Merlin for a while. He knows Merlin's uh, real magic name, Esmeris." Um, as Emirus, Emirus, Jesus Christ! Uh, and then he leads Merlin to Arthur, where he just like, hey, snap, crackle, pop, uh, he's cured. Um, yeah, I got him. And he <laughs> he's says, just "Gonna sleep it off. <laughs> it's only gonna take a few hours before he is well." Uh, and when Arthur, when Merlin questions that, he goes, "Well, that's if my memory serves me." And I'm like, "Okay, so are you some time traveling wizard from the future?" Because I, I am into time traveling wizards from the future in a big way. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. This might be time traveling wizard from the past. Uh as as he leads Merlin away, he leads him to this this crystal cave. We go inside this crystal cave and he says that this is the place where magic began and we w- very quickly learn this is the same crystal that Merlin had back in season 2, I believe, right before he uh unleashed the dragon. This is the crystal that the druids were trying to steal, right? Mm-hmm. And when Merlin looked into just that one crystal, it was it was so overwhelming that he never wanted to look at it again. And now he's in a full cave of them. Um, and this wizard guy is like, "Yeah, this place lets you see the future, all sorts of different futures. Go ahead, have a look. This is great. You're like the only person who's going to see certain things that come in here." And Merlin was like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this, this shit. This
0: is too intense, dog. I am not. I am yeah. not into this. Um, I." I can't help myself. It's called the Crystal Cave. There's a Crystal Cave in Dark Souls One. It's weird. I just have to mention it. Like, it just yeah. can't oh, can't perfect. help myself. Perfect. Um, uh, are you more of a stalactite guy or a stalagmite guy? Well, it's stalagsite and stalagmite, right? I, what did I say? I thought you said what did you, what did you said stalactite? Is that a is that <laughs> slang? <laughs> is that stalactite, my 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 dude? <laughs> I'm Googling. You're Googling this? This is what you're going to get hung up on? Because it's C. Oh, stalactite. Yeah, I no, didn't no, no, no. Yeah, I just pronounced it. Wrong. Stalag site, because those are the ones that come from the ceiling. And then it's stalag.
2: S T A L A C T I T E. But the I ones that come from wrong. the
0: floor are different, right? Those are stalag fights. Stalag. Or Might. something. Because <laughs> with the floor, floor in the head, I should have right? brought it up. I, sh- I was just trying to
2: be funny. And now people <laughs> don't know are listening why I'm to. I am arguing us. with
0: you about this. This is going to be, this is what splits up the podcast. We can't talk yeah. like, all these fucking crystals uh, the right thing. Anyway, um, there's lots
2: of crystals in here. They're all telling the future, and they're all telling one specific kind of future. um They're all showing Morgana. This guy's literally obsessed with her. Like, first of all, like, obsessed much, Merlin? Um, Second of all, uh, the, the more he looks, he tries to look away, then he looks back again, and it's showing him more and more um, visions of Morgana, and each time they get a little bit more clear, and we see different shots of her with a horse, then with a knife, then we see blood on the ground, or what we think is blood, then we see her killing, Morgana killing Uther.
0: Uh, Marlin collapses, and he's he's not able to to continue looking at this stuff. But as he as he's as he's on the floor, he looks over, and he still sees. Things happening, um, and we see mostly the same images again. But this one's mixed in with a uh, just a very quick picture of an old man, and it's only notable because the old man does not appear in this episode. I just wanted to call it out for a future episode, Aww. and I think it's I think it's pretty dope. Uh, he eventually he it's too much, and he says, "You know what was that? Like what what is all of this?" And he leaves the cave. Um, he is completely shaken Arthur is totally yeah. fine He's like starts... I told
2: I told you I couldn't party yeah I said I'm not, it I'm not, I'm not, I said it
0: I told you you should not let me do lines I will do all of your lines <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not look at me now look, look at me now look He's at me sucking now. on his gum's like a psycho I'm so fucking weird man uh luckily Arthur is fine and Arthur. For the next little while, like, really just wants his old friend, uh, Merlin back. And Merlin, t- having seen like basically the the end of his entire universe, is like, yeah. I I cannot, I cannot have, 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 have bants with you right now, Arthur. Yeah, I'm I sorry. can't do bants.
2: I'm not, I'm not doing banter. Okay. I'm upset. I'm chilled to my core by visions of the future. Okay.
0: It's, uh, it is really funny when Merlin calls him a toad. And then later there's a part where uh as Merlin like refuses to talk about anything, Arthur is like, What I mean, do you need a reward? Like what could I what could I get you? And he's like some peace and quiet. And I'm like, God damn, Merlin. <laughs> damn. He's got an attitude on
2: him. <laughs> um yeah, there's a Prince and the Toad joke, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, Merlin's not feeling it. He's ready to go back home. Yep. He doesn't want to deal with this shit. He's got a lot on his mind again. Again, I think Merlin's entire well they're consistent with him because his his entire dilemma as just a character hinges on the fact that he won't ever tell anyone anything other than Gaius. But um, we know he's not very good
0: at helping. Oh, I've got I've got things to say about Gaius in this episode. Uh, he means well, but <laughs> almost always steers him wrong. <laughs> they make their way back to Camelot, where Arthur reports about the bandits uh, and actually, like for once, gives Merlin credit, uh, which is gonna be really funny for a yeah. scene later on. I think. Um, and um, we learn that it's he's back just in time for Morgana's birthday party tomorrow. Uh, we jump mm. in back to the lab where Merlin is telling Gaius about the Wizard of the Cave. Gaius says Talisman was a, a seer who died 300 years ago. Uh, and it was reported that he was using the cave to to find out everything about the future. Uh, and Merlin, taking this si- whole situation very seriously, uh, tells Gaius that, hey, I think Morgana is about to kill Uther. Like, this is going to happen very soon. And Gaius is like, shut the fuck up and eat your food, man. I don't, I don't have time yeah. for this shit. Um, eat
2: your disgusting slop, you peasant. The, it's and it's going like, whoa, dude. It's
0: going to continue <laughs> for a little bit where Gaius just doesn't believe this dude, and it is infuriating. I've been I'd, through this before Gaius. I feel like, <laughs> like Uther is bad. He is unequivocally bad, right? He is he is like almost up to the brink of being a literal like child killing Nazi, right? Like we, yeah, we could all agree yeah. that there's very little that redeems Uther for any of his actions. But Gaius, Gaius being likable and also complicit maybe makes yeah. me think that he's the worst character on the yeah. show
2: he's <laughs> even more problematic for these things right?
0: because he pretends like he puts on this facade of oh i'm helping merlin and i care for people and then like he you know merlin comes to a problem and he's just like eat your slop peasant eat your slop you poor son of a bitch
2: <laughs> he's like okay guys guess i'll just save camelot alone yet again
0: yet again um The next morning. by the way, I'm only poor because you don't pay me. Yeah, because I'm a servant in a castle in a feudal system, man. That's not my fault. I tried to start a union and Uther stabbed me in the foot. I did (laughs) everything I was supposed to do. It's not fair. That's not how you treat. That's not what we call negotiations, guys. Damn it.
2: Anyway, um... (laughs) <laughs> you're overreacting Merlin okay uh there's no time there's no time for any of this there's no time for Merlin to deal with any of this because he's got to go fucking do Arthur's laundry or
0: whatever yes um mm-hmm.
2: and this is where Arthur shows Merlin that he has uh Morgana's birthday present right yes and it's a it's Merlin a, thinks it's a he's, dagger Oh, we go hold on Hold on. Yes, uh, I got a little mixed up here, but yeah, it's it's the dagger, and it's a it's a it's a little thing, just oh no. This this is
0: where he. I'm sorry. This is where he tells Arthur, or excuse me, he tells Merlin he's going to buy a dagger. That's why we're confused uh, because everything happens so quickly. Um, He tells Merlin this. Merlin walks outside and he sees also freaking out because he saw her with the dagger and then he sees Morgana struggling with her horse um, which is was exactly the same in his visions and again yeah. he goes back to Gaius and Gaius is like dude it's just a horse she's around yeah. horses all the time there's a million Yeah, and she's high
2: board. out of her mind every day do you yeah. think she's never struggled with a horse before <laughs> it's not easy to saddle a horse when you're gone like I'm she basically
0: is. giving her elephant drugs and she can walk around it's a miracle of medieval science <laughs>
2: Merlin it's only when Merlin reveals that in the vision Morgana's eyes are clear and not bloodshot like they usually are. That that guy starts to go,
0: hmm. <laughs> that's when, that's when <laughs> Gaius goes, Well, I know that's not tomorrow then. Because she's gonna yeah. be fucked up for yeah. her birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at least we got at least forty eight hours to deal really, with. Man, I've got a grudge against like dismissive Gaius and all things, man. Yeah. I just
2: Oof. He's it's only getting worse. And it's you know, he's such a he's he, he they're tricking us. They're tricky. He's such a nice, warm person to merlin most of the time it's like this father figure that he really needed and yet he's complicit and, yeah. in all of this and he brushes everything off and can't trust him. Are we Gaius haters? I would never, uh, we never, might, we, ever would have considered myself a, a Gaius
0: hater. <laughs> I may have brought you into my despicable <laughs> world of hating Gaius. This is what happens what when done? you talk about shows in detail. You discover that Destiel is canon and Gaius is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a very friendly, affable asshole. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, love him to death, but. <laughs> but he's a shitbag. Um <sighs> Merlin goes back to Arthur's room where he has forgotten to do all of Arthur's clothing for the feast. That's uh, right. That's right. This is when Arthur shows him the dagger finally. And Arthur is just like a little boy with a prize because he's like, look at the balance and look at the look at how sharp the blade is. And Merlin is like, seeing that this dagger isn't the one of his visions, like relaxing and is like, oh yeah, this is exactly what every woman wants. Like a very functional dagger. dagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And Arthur is like, oh shit, <laughs> I might need to do something else about this.
2: Yeah, this isn't going to match any of her gowns. She's not going ri- to write
0: about this in her zine. <laughs> I need to just step this up. I need to step my gift giving game up. But of
2: course, I'm sure Merlin's comment will have some sort of an effect on this
0: uh he goes back to guy as merlin does uh and presents himself coming out of his bedroom with a nice like how do i look and my <laughs> guy just looks at him and says the same as always and he says handsome yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> merlin is now very relaxed and happy that he realizes that this is not the visions that he saw are about to happen he saw this different dagger so maybe he was reading too much into the whole thing and he's determined to go and enjoy the feast even though it's celebrating like you know the birthday of I guess technically his like supervillain right his now. Nemesis. His, yeah, nemesis. his nemesis,
2: yeah, nemesis. <laughs> I mean, entirely his fault. A nemesis of his own creation, but still yeah. his
1: nemesis. <laughs>
0: um, is Morgana is Merlin's nemesis? Is yeah. Merlin Morgana's nemesis, or just is that no? She's nemesis? Kind of he does he barely registers yeah, okay, to that's her. That's what I felt. That's what I thought. What um, I thought. <laughs> she's she's on a different level. Yeah, she's you know they've chilled
2: like they have chilled. So she does know his name. She doesn't know if he has a last name. I know not everybody has last names in this world, but that's not something like she doesn't know him on that level. Even yeah. if he did have a last name, she wouldn't know it. Whereas like Uther <laughs> is not familiar with his first or last name. No. They have a conversation later. It's, dude, I was going to call I, that That's all out.
0: I, can I think I, dude, The entire time that that conversation was happening, I was cracking up. Um <laughs> We go over to the feast uh, where Uther is giving uh, Morgana a necklace uh, and Arthur has one of his knights presents his present, uh, but it's not the same dagger that he showed Merlin. Instead, it's the very, very pretty dagger that Merlin saw in his vision. Um, Uh And Arthur goes over and thanks Merlin for mentioning it. And I just want to like... We say this every episode. Uh, Morgana looks dope. Morgana holding fucking swords and daggers that look cool are, is just yeah. too much for me, man. I can't. My, my brain yeah. short circuits when this kind of stuff is it's on the scene. I, yeah,
2: uh, cold steel will make anything more attractive. It's
0: it's crazy. <laughs> dude. There's a scene later on where she like buckles this uh, dagger on her hip as she's leaving, and I'm like, well, that's I guess that's what I'm into. <laughs> I guess yeah, that was the I'm thing. Into, I'm I know
2: daggers being buckled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was it's a weird thing to learn, but okay. Not a lot of not a lot of helpful search
2: results when I Google daggers being <laughs> yeah. Dot 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 hot.
0: Hot. <laughs> is Damn it, it nothing. This, Again. Is, this is just hot daggers. These are just war daggers. Dot. I don't mean that This way. isn't helping.
2: Um yeah, so Merlin, he's stressing. He goes back to Gaius. He's like, the future's coming true. And Guys is like, Well, I guess we'll just take turns watching her. <laughs> instead of being proactive about anything we'll just observe that's what you fucking always do Gaius you
0: freak it's, um, it's so frustrating where he's just like yeah. what do you want to do watch her 24 7 and Merlin's like yeah I want to protect yeah, the literally. king from dying at her hands um, and so he goes and like I didn't realize where this was until later but he goes and like finds a hiding hole outside of her door um, and we have this scene between Gwen and Morgana where Gwen is like oh look at all of the pretty presents that you have uh, this one's from King such-and-such. And, such, you know, and Morgana kind of freaks out when she sees it. And hastily gets rid of Gwen by like, hey, here's one of these presents as a thank you. It's
2: like King Gramos or something. Like it, r- 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 rhymes with Morgos, Morgos yeah, in absolutely. such a way, that, or it's just like a uh, anagram of her, of her Maybe name. Maybe that's or what it is. Yeah. Why is I it- just feel like putting King in front of it, like bold move, because if Uther sees it, like who, who, uh, other, what other King, what gets king sending is sending you
0: Yeah, yeah. i He's very protected of Morgana, from kings uh, yeah. and princes alike. Um, of course, Gwen leaves. Uh, Merlin watches from the outside. The mirror that uh, King, what's his name, gave her is a trick. It's from her ghost. She blows her breath on it, uh, fogs the, the mirror up to reveal a message, which is from her ghost, uh, saying, hey, meet me in, after midnight. Um, and this yeah. is where Merlin uh, watches as she leaves. She's in the red cloak from his, from her visions, uh, his visions. She's strapping that, that dagger on, um, and he's following her. And as he's following her, he's remembering that the visions are happening at the same time.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe a, again, darker cloak. That's just my. No, I think two I, look,
0: I think it, I think it like it blends in. <laughs> I think what you were trying
2: to escape. Yeah,
0: if, if I I have no I have nothing else to say. At this point in the show, the the Camelot knights are so are so stupid that they would probably just confuse her cloak with their like cape or I whatever. I think maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah, that's so what she's maybe she's just, just blending colors. in as, as a as a knight at this point. Who yeah, knows?
2: yeah. Um, and then Merlin does something that is is. It's tragic and it's unintended, but it's also m- sort of f- hilarious. Uh, as she's storming down the the hallway, he tries to stop her somehow. So he uses magic to slam the doors closed in front of her, knocking over a lamp, causing her to to tumble and then go head fucking first down the stairs and crack her skull open. It's, it's not it's, funny,
0: but also like, oh my god, Merlin! <laughs> Merlin, what are you doing? Uh, it's it's not funny, and I feel like. Berlin is the type of show that would play a fall down the stairs for laughs, um, except for this one. This one is very yeah. serious. Like this was very serious. I kind of expected her to go up and just like stand up and like blow her hair out of her face and do like a what was that kind of thing, but no. Yeah. She yeah. she she's rushed to the lab so that they could yeah. and Gai- she, she is. It, this is life altering head injury. Yeah. And Gaius is like, oh, she's bleeding from inside of her skull. There's not much we can do about this. Like it's it's not good, fam. It's not great. Uh, and of course, you know, <laughs> (laughs) Merlin is feeling super guilty about this, not guilty enough to like not have done it, but he's just like, I wish there was another way. Like I chose this to do. Um, And it's, it's, it's leaving me a little fucked up inside.
2: Yeah. He's such a good boy. He can't just let her die. And I get he didn't want to kill her, but Merlin, you made this bed. Now you got to sleep in it, brother,
0: (laughs) Uh, but you're up all night. (laughs) the, The next day, Uther is at Morgana's bedside weeping, as Merlin makes his way to the castle, he kind of sees through an open door Gwen just crying in Arthur's arms uh and he he sits alone in Arthur's room uh until Arthur arrives and Arthur's so like shell shocked by grief he can't can't even like untwist his his belt, right? Like his belt is tangled up and he can't even get that over to yeah. him and he's and Arthur is like she's like a sister to me. I grew up with her. I'd sacrifice my place on the throne for her to see another sunrise. And I'm like, "Okay, Arthur." Listen, listen. Yeah. All, right. all right, I mean, brother. let's. I mean, she's cool. I think. I think yeah. all of us like her zines. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, you're placed on the throne for real. Like <laughs> I don't yeah. think you need really? to go that far. Really? Um, that
2: lines for us. That was for the audience. Um, yeah, it's a lot though. Everybody is incredibly upset. Obviously, this is not at all what Merlin would ever want to happen, and it makes things more complicated. And I guess just from a writing standpoint, having your villain be somebody that everybody loves is certainly interesting. Um, again, created through merlin's actions but still (laughs) and uther it's not like merlin's entirely to blame he just could have stopped her from going dark side right um he didn't
0: make her go dark side he just
2: helped he just uh but yeah but yeah it's tough everybody it is a tough situation and um we cut over to uther who just to show how everybody's in a different place in a difficult place uther implies to gaius that he should use magic. He's like any means necessary. And Guys is like I mean I don't really know anything. He's like no guys I want you to cure her. Wink wink nudge nudge. He's like yeah I don't know what else to do. And guys like, okay sorcery. I'll
0: fucking say it. I meant sorcery. <laughs> God damn you. I meant sorcery. And guys is like no surely you can't mean like you would you would I mean. You, you would you would you would risk everything, and he's like, I do not fucking care. Uh, just yeah. something in the old religion. Let's do it. He's uh, like, and
2: why are you acting shocked, guys? You know I'm a fucking yeah. hypocrite, yeah, guys yeah. Like, yes, like, yeah. I am d- quite I'm quite complicit in your hypocrisy. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. I thought there was someone in the room uh, that I should pretend that I didn't know this about you. For I thought but it was yeah. just us two, so yeah. I can pretend that you're a complete fuck boy. Okay, that's fine. That's totally cool. But um, this is
2: where. Um, Uther reveals something pretty major that I guess we didn't know before. I forgot. This has been in my head this whole time because, you know, I've seen this far before. But Uther reveals that Morgana is his daughter. And he tells a story about how when Morgana, Morgana's quote unquote father was away at war, his wife was lonely. Uther went to her. One thing led to another. We have Morgana. And that is why he is so fiercely protective of her, why he's obsessed with her, because this is his his daughter. Um, so he has a second child. And, yeah, that's that's a revelation. That's a big deal. Funny to think about when they thought about this, because in the first season, they sort of were shipping everybody with everybody. It seemed like everybody was flirting with everybody. There was a lot of Arthur Morgana romance. Now, knowing or, you know, implications, not actual romance. Um, if you know anything about Arthurian legend, you know that that certainly has not stopped things before, but here they've, you know, they finally, they've, they've settled on the, on the sister brother
0: relationship. <laughs> yeah. 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 The pin dragons and the Targaryens, right. is what we know. Yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, what yeah. we're saying. Um, yeah, this is, this is a big reveal. It was, it's weird because I don't think, like you said, like they haven't really gone back to that Arthur Morgana relationship at all. Um, it's been quite some time. I feel like since Morgos showed up that they, they have even like hinted at that. Um, but were, there was at the very beginning, Arthur, like going like, she's kind of cute, right? And Merlin right. being like, she's the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen with my two servant eyes. Or like, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Cute. I don't think that that's the word that applies. Gwen's over
2: here like, gee, gee whiz. Okay. Does Arthur Thanks. even know who Gwen is at the beginning of the show? I don't know.
0: Very, no, no. They, they, it's a slow revelation of who that is. Um, and yeah, this this is a this is a big deal. Also, not to not to just like, I mean, I, I know I, I compared the man to a Nazi earlier in the episode, but like, how much shittier can Uther be? Why are you why are you messing around with other dudes' wives? What are you doing? It's just the
2: case for keeping him alive?
0: Like, what did you, what did you do? <laughs> travel not to good. this man's castle, his literal castle, when he was at war? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Uther? And I know, I mean, that's sort
2: of how. Um, Arthur is born in in the maybe the Thomas Mallory version of this, if that's who I'm thinking of, where Uther disguises himself as another man and then goes to that man's wife, sleeps with her, she conceives Arthur. And then I think he's given to Merlin to be raised by Merlin in that in that version of the story. But even in the even in the original versions, he's a shitbag.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no question that he's always like the the, the worst possible stereo for Camelot. Um, yeah. Gaius promises secrecy. He's not going to let anybody in the kingdom know. Uh, and then we, we haven't really mentioned this. Merlin has been outside the room listening to all yeah. of this this entire time. He's been
2: dropping eaves out there big time.
0: Really funny moment where Gaius is like, of course, I won't tell a single soul. Uh, thank you, my king. And then walks out and immediately looks at Merlin, understanding completely that Merlin has been listening. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. why she can do no wrong. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, so. <laughs> cool. All right, gotcha. Okay, so we not we're not even pretending for like two seconds. Oh man,
2: not even fucking pretending. Not even pretending.
0: Uh, later on, uh, Merlin brings a draught. Uh, from uh, the things that we didn't talk about here was that oh, sorry, Uther specifies no one
2: can know for Arthur's sake. Oh yeah. I guess I don't know if this is is Morgana older than Arthur I don't know um and what is the other thing oh Morgana's finger twitches during this to show that there is some sort of oh, um, shit, signs yeah. of life going no. on
0: sorry I did write I, yeah, and that, I did write that down and I, I just missed yeah. it in the Uther um <laughs> section I guess and then
2: and then later for some reason Merlin is the one who's sent to Uther to give him a potion to help him with his grief or whatever um and then hilariously uh uther says you're his boy <laughs> and to me and he says he starts to go you're like a son to him because he's kind of talking out loud about you know love of one's child and saying mm-hmm. how, oh guys mm-hmm. cares about you so much but him just being like you're his boy as if he's just vaguely sort Seen of
0: recognizing
2: him. who Merlin is, and yeah. be- because we make that joke all the time i couldn't stop thinking about that
0: like just like just in a like c- completely who are you kind of way like uh i'm yeah. the dude that like i'm i'm your I'm your son's servant. I've saved his life innumerable times. Uh, You've you've told me you,
2: you know, you've you've put me in jail several times, (laughs) trying to have me executed multiple times.
0: (laughs) We we Uh, know each other, and he's like, I don't, I don't. We've had a lot of
2: conversations at this point.
0: Actually, none of none of that stuff sounds familiar to me, sir. I think I need you to leave. Um, But no, Uther is just distraught. His his only daughter is about to die, uh, and he's. Um, just willing to do absolutely anything to prevent that from happening, and Merlin leaves him just crying alone in his room, out like looking outside of his window. Uh, and we have a very brief scene of Merlin going outside to watch Arthur take out his frustration on a training dummy. Uh, Mar- Arthur is in full like combat gear. Merlin's just leaning against the, the the wall as Arthur just like fucking goes crazy on this training dummy and it's raining, so it's really sad and depressing. The cure is playing, just like a really like yeah just a, a low droning noise in the background is happening. You know what the, you know what it's like. I, I oh I know, I know. Uh I don't know
2: if it's just the sound design, but it really seems like the the noises that it's making when Arthur attacks
0: this dummy, it's
2: it's very intense. Somebody had really a lot the, of fun um, in the studio the with this
0: one. Yeah, this is this was yeah. really funny to me.
2: Um, everybody's sad. Everybody just continues to be sad. Huge bummer for everyone. Um, And Merlin has to make a decision. And that night, he rides out of Camelot, and he goes to see the dragon. He's out in that big field where they originally fought the dragon, where we've seen him before. Just seems like really dangerous. Anyone could look out a window. And go, huh, huh, what's that blotting out the night sky? Oh, it's that fucking dragon that almost killed us all. Just, uh, uh, just no picturing
0: Gwyn looking out of uh, Morgana's window. And was like, what a big fucking lizard, my lord. <laughs> just like completely, what the fuck is that? <laughs> there's a big fucking lizard wild- flying around outside. Like,
2: I guess this is, you know, it's an easy place for the dragon to land. But I'm just saying this is, it just seems dangerous. Because the next thing you know, there's going to be a platoon of knights heading out to the woods to see what's up. I don't know. I really, but, I really um, enjoy
0: this conversation on a lot of different levels uh, yeah. because it's uh, there's the thing where Merlin like explains everything that's happening, and the dragon is like, "Sounds like you've got the best of both worlds, homie." Like Morgana's dying, Uther is sad. This is perfect for you, and or, yeah, or Merlin is, is like, win-win. "I know, I want your help saving her." And the dragon is like, "Merlin." <laughs> Like, Merlin, he, like he said, no. the ultimate dragon customer like, Surely, surely you jest. Absolutely, Merlin, you can't say that. We're we're 25 miles from civilization. <laughs> Someone could have overheard. He's like, surely you, know, you jest. Just completely fucking astonished. Like, and he and he goes like, absolutely not. Like, I, I'm no, not serious, man. Like, and Merlin is like, well you know, Morgana is Uther's daughter. We have to save her. And he's like, oh yeah, I know I've been doing that for like a while now. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I didn't have to. The witch has got to die. I'm not going to help her. And then Merlin um, does something that I feel like is legitimately wrong he's using his power as a dragon lord to coerce the dragon into doing something that's against his will and i feel like as a dragon lord like there's like this unspoken thing of like yeah i can do it but i I shouldn't it's bad if i do Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that like it's a made-up creature i'm not saying we have consent laws with dragon or dragons or anything i'm just saying if you're a dragon lord like you know you don't make your dragons do fucked up shit that's a bad dragon lord behavior
2: and and we see Merlin make a lot of bad decisions a lot of times. And obviously we, we kind of joke about them, right? But I wonder how this is all going to play out. Because Merlin is, is trying to do the impossible while never revealing the, his power, his magic. Um, but time and again, we do see him sort of do the wrong thing and abuse this relationship with the dragon in this case. Uh, he got away with it for a while. And I do I think that that kind of makes Merlin more interesting, the, the fact that he, that he fucks up. But I just want to hope... That they continue to at least deal with it um, in in satisfying ways. Because sometimes they don't. Um, And and I think that goes back to our complaint about Morgana being the villain. It's sort of like, you know, we had a lot of people who could have stopped it from happening. How are we going to deal with that? Oh, we're just going to save Morgana's evil now. Okay, that's fine, I guess. Um, So what's the consequence going to be here, you know, Um, other than saving Morgana? But he's treating the dragon like shit, so he's burning this bridge (laughs) once again.
0: And the dragon warns him, like, hey, I, the evil that follows is if you're doing and you alone. Like, this is going to have consequences. Like, we just don't know what they are yet. And um, the dragon breathes on him and being with some magical power. <clears throat> dragon jets. Merlin races back to Morgana's side, kicks going out, sits down by Morgana, thinks for just a moment. And then when he does this spell, the spell is like really different than his usual spells. His voice gets like all dragon lore deep, and uh, it mm-hmm. really seems like this one takes a lot out of him like a lot more than usual uh
2: it's like he he's channeling the dragon's power through himself it's not his own power so that so it sort of wipes him out to use Mm
0: -hmm. it and morgana we see her like inhale sharply like kind of like come to uh she doesn't awaken but she 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 she's you could tell she's instantly feeling better she recovers and then she starts resting um the next morning, Gaius is doing a little drug deal in the street. I thought that was referring to Thank, thank you for my drugs, <laughs> <laughs> my man. See you later. I don't know why they had to show us him buying drugs in the middle of the street. It's a busy episode. We have other things we could be doing. But, no, we, we had to buy some drugs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so what, I mean, like, uh, come on. He takes you, a second
2: to like nod, like shake the contents of the jar, like give a wink to the guy he just bought it from, and then he yeah. walks off.
0: <laughs> Brother, what? This is this is exactly. I'm not going. We're not going to go into it. We're not, but he's definitely <laughs> buying drugs. Um, <laughs> he walks into his lab, and he's surprised to find uh, Morgana sitting up in bed, um, Uther at her side, just incredibly amazed that she has made a miraculous uh, d- d- recovery. And when Gaia says he didn't do anything uther's like wink wink not, not. i got you but yeah sure he didn't sure you yeah, didn't. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and again even though we know that gaius didn't use sorcery the mere fact that uther is like totally cool with gaius using sorcery <laughs> is just yeah. the worst i hate he's it the so worst much. he's the
2: worst which makes i mean i I, lo- I love it i love that uther sucks this much it makes him so interesting absolutely yeah so- Sometimes they don't. Again, they don't always deal with the things that they put on the table. But then sometimes they do. So, um, but it's of course, of course, he's this hypocrite. Of course, he's just willing to brush it under the table. Any other circumstance, you know, I'm cutting your head off. But I mean, guys has been put in jail before. Oh, no. <laughs> he's been through it all. So this isn't new to him. But yeah, it, it is. It's like wow. Of course, of course, Uther. He's a hypocrite down to his very core. He only hates magic because he sees it as a threat, not because he actually cares, um, which makes it even worse. And um, yeah, so we go from here to see Merlin telling Gaius about what he did, how he just couldn't bear to see everyone's grief. You know, it wasn't just Uther, but but Arthur and Gwen and, and a lot of people are affected by this, and he cares about these people. Gaius, of course, warns him that he's playing with things beyond him.
0: I legit, but, um, I legit thought this is where the episode was going to end, and I was like, yeah. and I, I like, and when it didn't, I like picked it up and I was like, we have ten. What are we gonna do for another ten minutes? Like, what are we? What are and we it's by? a dense ten minutes. <laughs> like, what are we? Why? How is this still going? Um, and sure enough, uh, we go from this scene um, to Morgana, where uh, has been moved to her own bed, and Uther is there, and she is telling Uther, you know, uh, or Uther is expressing his his fear and, and her importance to him you know you and arthur mean everything to me and she says i know i could have no better guardian and she says that this experience has made her realize how close she is to uther and arthur and how uther is like a father to her uh and i was like uh-oh what do you what are you saying girl and sure enough she's mm-hmm. like i wish the people would know that um and we don't get to it but it seems like she's like maybe trying to encourage him to you know make it official like but my family's yeah. dead. You might as well announce it to everybody because if she's official, she has, she's in the Royal secession. She, she'd be able to inherit Camelot. If something happened to Arthur, um and uther doesn't quite get that he's just like what matters is how we feel and how we treat one another um, is
2: it what the people think doesn't matter it's only about how we feel which is to be fair very consistent with how he feels about
0: everything gotta, else he's, well. i mean he's got he <laughs> does not care about anybody but his own feelings let's 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 give it up for uther yeah. for being consistent i in think that way.
2: i think that the legend of king arthur isn't that he king uh king arthur is so great it's that he preceded a guy um, or came after a guy that was just so awful <laughs> that, yeah. uh, that he, he seemed great by comparison.
0: Yeah, Biden. Biden like w- said that he was going to free a bunch of people from jail for like a pot bill that literally didn't free anybody from jail. But we're just like, he's not Trump, so I guess mm. it's good. <laughs> right? Know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. not, not, not the last guy, I guess. Not to make it political, but that's the first thing that popped to mind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Later, That's we how see, people
2: get away with crappy behavior, though. Uh,
0: later, we see Bargos sneaking into the castle to find Morgana. Um, Morgana is hanging out in this church set that was. She's
2: like, a- yo, dog, did I sent you that really cool mirror text talking you didn't hit me
0: back <laughs> you didn't hit me, you've left me mirror red what, do you, what is up with yeah. this um you go and the mirror works both ways you could have written on it <laughs> yeah I have another one of those this is magic girl what are you doing
2: yeah I figured um, you just would figure that out you don't need instructions with every fucking magical trick that I sent you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you you've always just worked it I don't know why you didn't see yeah. this one coming um <laughs> I don't know what this set is, Chris, but we the lighting in this scene is absolutely gorgeous. It's like
2: yeah, they add new wings to this castle every every episode. I I
0: love it. Like it's it's they're surrounded by stained glass, but I'm sure they're not like using the stained glass for this. Like it's like purple and blue lighting that is like Mm. shifting Mm. a little bit. Both of them look amazing in it. Like it's just like I was totally distracted from what they're saying because I was just like, wow, this looks like Mandy, but back in castle times. um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's probably like three people that listen to this podcast that have seen mandy so shout outs
2: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah morgos is like anyway um so what's up what's what's been happening what's and going morgana's on? like well turns out Uther is my real dad um i'm really mad about it but morgos is like no, no 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 this is sick this is we can use this we can we can totally do this you have a legit claim to the throne now like don't sweat like we'll figure this out um morgana however still wants to make uther pay morgos says hey maybe let's like maybe let's chill. chill maybe let's not do let's not do an immediate murder we can maybe hang back chill out a little bit but um yeah that ain't happening you can tell
0: as as ghost leaves um we didn't mention this On her way in she killed a guard <clears throat> and oh a, yeah alarm bells are ringing so she has to jet um and morgata is just like she's just staring off into the distance like looking at re- just revenge in her head like she's like i'm mm-hmm. gonna get it back mm-hmm. um Arthur and as well as Gaius and uh, Merlin come up on this dead body. uh, And Arthur goes with the guards to go look for this intruder. And as Gaius lifts up the hand of this uh, servant or this guard, Merlin starts seeing the blood dripping from the fingertips, just like he's vision. And he realizes that he hasn't stopped anything. Um, We, we cut over to Morgana um, asking Gwen if they found the intruder. No Uh, Merlin rushes to Morgana's room. Uh, and says that he was sent by Arthur to watch her. And this is just as she's like about to try to get out. So they, they, they kind of argue a little bit and then she gets so mad that she uses her magic and throws him into the wall where he passes out Um, and on the way, he knocks over a candle lighting some drapes or lighting some curtains which I know are very important to Morgana so she has to be really, really mad that she's not taking any care whatsoever for these burning curtains.
2: And this is, again, she doesn't know it but this is excellent payback for what Merlin did to her
0: when she cracked her skull open. 100%. Um, Yeah, absolutely. But but this
2: is is a hardcore move from her because she's never outwardly attack. i mean they sword fought but this is her like blasting him with magic so not only did he knock her down the stairs and, and she cracked her skull open let's not forget that she cracked her skull open she had internal bleeding in her brain um but there was also that time where they were fighting in the crypts yes there were skeletons involved but he dropped a bunch of um like bricks on her like huge heavy stones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i do, still don't know how she survived because one of those will shatter a bone you know um but she, so this was warranted, I think, for her. Yeah, um, yeah. this is this is revenge,
0: yeah. even if she doesn't quite know 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 that it is revenge yet. Uh yeah. she leaves him there. Uh she's back in the red robe from his vision. Um as the fire starts growing, uh in intensity, we see Morgana just like absolutely just devastating these cards, uh, just like completely invisible to them. These are the dumbest cards in, in the universe. Uh, yeah. Merlin wakes up, realizes that all of his visions are coming true. By this point, Morgana has reached Uther, who is sleeping in his bed, and she takes out the dagger that Arthur gave her. Uh, Merlin is rushing to the room. We see Morgana lift the dagger, lightning is striking outside. Um, and as she's about to plunge the dagger down, uh, Merlin bursts in, and he's able to uh, blow the windows inward, throwing Morgana backwards into the wall, uh, and of course waking Uther up at the process. And she mm-hmm. instantly hides the blade and pretends to be there because of the fire, saying that she's yeah. she only trust she was she was too scared to go to anyone else but him. She didn't feel protected unless she was with him. Yeah,
2: and she she kicks that dagger under the bed, and I'm curious if we're gonna see that come back at any point again, or if that was just a, you know, random side thing that we don't have to ever think about again. But I'm curious to think, oh, if we find Morgana's dagger under Uther's bed, what are we going to think about that? Probably nothing, but it's, it's just a thought. But, um, yeah, so, she got away with it again. And, um, Merlin has the realization that by trying so hard to stop the future, he inadvertently caused all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, um, well, let's just let's, let's, let's finish this out real quick. Gaia says that he's, that's true, but like also now we have to really worry about Morgana because she knows the truth that she could be trying to get the um, throne of Camelot, which we, of course, mm, saw her mm. on the throne of Camelot in Merlin's vision. Um, I, I really like this episode uh, and this, this realization that Merlin has that he has tried to change the future, but he just made it happen. And I feel like that was, um, what's the dude's name, Talad. Uh, Taliesin. Taliesin. I feel like that was the reason that he made Arthur, or excuse me, made Merlin look at all those crystals is to teach this lesson. Uh, Mm. And that's just a really cool way of going about like, I can see the future and try to change it. Like it's a brutal fucking lesson to learn, but like realizing that there's these possibilities of the future and the more attention you pay to them, the more likely you are to make them real is a really cool thing. Uh, And I I just Mm. like, it it, it kind of reminds me of like a for, of like Gandalf for some reason that like kind of keeps mm-hmm. himself from separate from some things just to not exert power over them uh, like he doesn't yeah. want to be close to some things um, pulling from some deep weird Lord of the Rings stuff that I yeah. vaguely remember reading <laughs> so apologies everybody for that um, but it it feels like it's a lesson to Merlin the future sorcerer and not to 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 make sure that he doesn't that this stuff is important but it's not what he should be paying attention to. And I think that's just a really well realized like theme of this episode.
2: Yeah, that's good. And then this is the second time that Merlin's had this happen. You know, um, the first time that he sees the vision, it's about the dragon. And I think when he releases the dragon, it does it out out of desperation, of course. But when he does it, he's not trying to change the future. He's like, I think he has the idea in his head because he saw a vision of the future. And so when he's out of options, he thinks, well, I did see this vision of me freeing the dragon. So I guess this is this is the way I got to go on this one. Uh, And here, yeah, he's learning a totally different lesson of don't pay these things mind. Don't try to change these things because it's only going to. um screw you over
0: exactly uh and and you know I, I think this isn't as goofy as some of the merlin episodes we ha- we've we had and it's mm. not mm. a lot of the emotional work on this really didn't work for me because it was from uther um who i didn't really care about and morgana who was lying during the whole time about the only time the emotional stuff really worked for me was when it was with gwen or arthur um their scene where they're like holding each other and crying over the potential death of their friend and of course arthur's like follow-up scenes where he's just absolutely devastated is we're really 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 good uh, and I just what if how is Merlin this good Chris I know we started a podcast because it was good right like we knew that it was going to be this good but how is Merlin this good how is it secretly the best like, show ever
2: yeah and that I think that that is what makes it so good is it you don't have any expectations when you watch the show it it, it has this tone and it toes this line that makes you consistently think every episode could be a goblin fart episode and then it does stuff that that makes you think, that makes you excited to see what's going to happen next, and it's just this this perfect amalgamation of all these different exciting fantasy elements and it just consistently pulls it off.
0: It's just so good, dude. I'm I'm just really excited to to keep keep into this. The the glimpse of the old guy in the visions got me super happy for stuff to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's some of my favorite shit in Merlin, and I'm not going to spoil it for people who are following along with us because Boy, is it good! Um, it's just really, really good. It's the, very good. The next episode preview, I had a like a, a fucking double take reaction to because I was like, "Haven't we already done a wedding with the fairy guy from the lake?" Yeah. Uh, it looks so remarkably similar to that. And then I had to do a triple take because the main character, that the one, the Arthur's like potential bride, is a woman that I've seen on um the show Vice Principals, which is a Danny McBride joint, and she's like got the most American accent ever uh and so like looking her up and seeing that she was an irish actress i was just blown away i was like there's no way like funny. she sounded country as hell on that on that show so
2: we have uh we have we've commented many many times how oh Marilyn is doing this plot again they're doing this plot again but somehow it remains consistently good It remains <laughs> and, good and, yeah. and they they defy our expectations so fingers crossed for this next episode
0: i'm super super excited about it uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us on social media, leaving reviews, uh, donating to the Patreon over Patreon.com slash monster of the week. It helps out a whole lot. Uh, we've had a bunch of people join our Discord server recently. Um, and it's always cool when you see new people join and just like, yeah. Because uh, I feel like our Discord server is a place where it's very, very friendly, but it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, so when people just come in and are like, here's a picture of my dog, and everyone's like, oh my God, that dog rules, like it just, it's just yeah. very. Awkward. <laughs> So join the Discord server and don't be scared of everybody. Like we're all we're all chill people. So yeah, except for Eric. Uh, We'll be back next week (laughs) with more. Still his kingdom keeps. Goodbye.
2: Bye.
1: hola
2: hola whoa i didn't know you spoke spanish See, si, senor. This <laughs> is a huge leap to make off of Ola, but what's up? I'm, that's really cool.
0: See. <laughs> si.
2: So you, you got to say something cool. You got to say something sexy in Spanish. Hit me, hit me with something. What do you? What do you? Uh, you know, use to charm the wife. No. <laughs>
0: think that was a french no i don't even know how to say no in, in spanish it's got to be no or no or no yeah. i don't know, how, I don't know I don't, I can't, i'm yeah. not gonna
2: don't. I embarrass myself by trying getting them but i remembered like the dumbest uh phrases in spanish um like uh you know can i go to the bathroom that kind of thing because obviously i just learned it in school so those are the things that um that stuck with me but uh anyway hey what's up I'm, happy I'm doing, sunday
0: friend I'm, I'm doing italian right now on duolingo and it's just me butchering that accent over and over and over again like it's 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 incredibly it's it's, i
2: feel like 90 percent of learning a language is learning the accent but then you feel weird doing an accent because then you feel like you're doing an impression but like if you're going to a a country where this language is natively spoken you i I imagine you want to get the accent because that means you're pronouncing it correctly which means people will be able to understand you more clearly but then it's again i'm like but this isn't my natural accent i feel like i'm being a phony
0: exactly yeah yeah it's um it's rough dude it's rough i i hit the little Speak button on Duolingo and listen to it, because I, I feel like I'm just adding extra vowels to every single word. Like I uh-huh. just feel like it's a nothing but extra <laughs> vowel city. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I always, I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the only thing I remember from high school French is how to call somebody a slut, and I'm not sure that that's accurate. So sure, I just, I just know sure. that I just know that my teacher said uh, "tu es la le, le pain, uh which translates literally to "you are a hot rabbit," so was kind of like a, way, a derogatory way to call a girl. Uh, oh.
2: I was gonna say I can't tell if that's insulting or complimentary. Um,
0: I, I mean I guess there's probably a lot about like the connotation that you're using it then. Sure, right? sure, sure sure sure. Like sure, two elixir sure, 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 yeah. was probably pretty good, but two electric is probably really mm-hmm. bad. So <laughs> Definitely.
2: Definitely. Puerto ir <laughs> al I think was how um Mm. I think you had it, how you asked to go to the bathroom.
0: Okay, okay.
2: We shouldn't be doing this because there's people who most certainly can speak the languages that we are attempting to butcher at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know this
0: podcast. I know we have at least one French listener that I know of because I I follow them on Twitter. So uh. well, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if they're French. I just know that they speak French. Let's just say that. I don't. Okay. I don't know if they're okay. in France, but yeah,
2: it's okay. tough. It's tough, you know. I can. Pre- I mean, I can't even pull off a proper New York accent, let alone speak a different language.
0: I, I just kind of just suffer through just English, to, to be honest with you. Like, and, sure. I've been, and I've been doing this for forty fucking years. Like, it's really yeah. ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's it is it isn't easy. I I struggle a lot with work because people put together emails in in ways that aren't very clear sometimes. But then I go back and I read my own emails and I think, Chris, buddy, what are you, what are you even saying? When I read my. Last time on Merlin openings, mm-hmm. I think, buddy, what What's happened here? How, what how'd you fall apart on this one? And it, I mean, it happens week after week, but it's, it's still shocking.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Merlin because I don't even have my notes up yet. I'm, I don't this, have them this, up this... either. I've been sitting here just <laughs> fiddling around on the computer. This Sunday afternoon vibe that we've got is is very strange and new. I don't. Yeah. It's been a while since we've recorded on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I, I can remember a
2: lot. I've been laying around all day, so I'm like weirdly tired, even though I haven't. You know, burned a single calorie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just gotta get the energy up. I got a cold cup of coffee that I made about two hours ago. Uh, fixing to finish that sucker up, really, um, really bring the the energy to to this uh, podcast. <laughs> Other than that, though, you know, I, um, I'm hanging on.
0: <laughs> I I played a video game this week. What'd you play? Uh, Scorn. Have Ooh. you seen anything about this? I saw you uh-huh.
2: and somebody else on uh-huh. Twitter make the same criticism of it.
0: <laughs> Probably Allison, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, Yes, it was
2: Allison. It was Allison. Um,
0: yeah. It was like the trailers were really weird to me because I, I, I kind of got like a, oh, we made a first person shooter, but with like, we, we hired the ghost of H.R. Geiger to, to do all the art. <laughs> um, and, and I'm a fan enough of that dude to like, or that dude's like yeah. aesthetic to be like, okay, I'll give, I'll give this a, a chance to see how, what the vibe is or whatever. Um, and then like found out right before I played it, that, uh, it's more like a HR Geiger meets mist. So it was like a first person puzzle game, which like okay, way more up my alley. Like I was thinking like, Oh, this is yeah. going to be dope. Um, and sure enough, like the first section, uh, like I, I, I guess minor spoilers for the first section of this game, but I just wanted to describe to you how gross this stuff was. Like, so you're going around like this like weird spaceship thing. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's all like overgrown with like you know blood tentacles and shit. Like it's just yeah, it looks it's, like
2: it's this thing's got a varicose veins. That's it's all I'm it's. Seeing.
0: I mean, like everything looks like kind of like a dick or an alien head, right? Um, yeah. And you eventually, like, as you're going around, like, you find stuff to interact with, and you can do stuff. And then eventually, you, uh, you, you get to a spot where there's like a puzzle you have to solve. Where there's like a, a bunch of eggs on a wall, uh, and you have to figure out how to get like the right egg to the spot so that you can use something to break the egg open. And then inside the egg is like a little dude, like a guy, <clears throat> like a, like a, like a humanoid dude. Um, inside of a little like almost like egg shaped thing. Right. But his arms and legs are sticking Mm out and then you, you like manipulate the machinery to get this guy, you you break him fully out of the egg. (laughs) Um, and then he's able to walk and he's like stumbling after you and he's all bloody and shit. And it's just gross um everything that you're doing during this process of breaking him out of that little egg thing is just horrifying like there's a song i feel like
2: i'm looking at a picture of this guy right now probably and, so um, yeah okay.
0: uh and and eventually you get to the point where like you use him to like open something and i'm thinking like oh this is dope this is super cool i'm yeah. into this like this is all do you like... have
2: to uh pardon do you have to remove your own umbilical cord in this game
0: <laughs> yeah that happens at one point I believe. okay all right all right <laughs> just looking. at i'm looking at gifs on google yeah yeah it's 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 intense dude um and then they give you like a like a weapon. And the weapon like can be used to interact with some of the, the tools and stuff, like interact with some of the like machines that you're finding. Uh but then they also want you to like kill these little bugs. And I died two or three times and the checkpoints weren't set up. Like to me, I would I would checkpoint that game where every time you used a machine successfully, like it you would just have a save point right there. But like the times mm-hmm. I died, I had to go and do like the same four things that I had already done. Um, no and the first time you no. see like the machine open up and an egg fall out and it like do a weird flower thing you're like whoa that's fuck that's fucked up and then like the third yeah. time you see it you're like okay hurry up hurry up hurry up yeah. why, why isn't this yeah. animation faster um that and, would um uh, that and, would drive me nuts and so i quit i just gave yeah. up i just don't good. care about it good you should you should quit i also tried uh moon scar i think Ooh, I don't know that one. It's like a 2D pixel hunter, you know, Castlevania slash Souls game. Uh, and I, I had to give up on it because I just... Between the size of the font and the font they used, I could not read anything that they were trying to present on the screen. Mm. It was horrible. Like, I'm like, I'm just begging people to please play your games on a 65-inch TV, like, 15 yeah, feet uh, away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It does, like, I mean,
2: it, I'm lo- again, looking at pictures of this, it looks cool. I, was pl- I played the Star Ocean 6 demo, and... Not only, I was just texting you this, and maybe I texted you at the time as well, not only did I fight for my life just to find it on the PlayStation Store, because Searching Star Ocean does not pull up any of the six available Star Ocean games on there. It's just Star Wars stuff, or just other just other games completely. Um, but once I finally get into this game, the font was so small that I could not read it. Like, <laughs> period. Could not read it from where I sit playing games. It's horrible, um, man. Yeah. And I went to the menu. I, I feel like I never have to worry about accessibility stuff because I'm just lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I went in and nope, no way to change the size of the font, nothing like that. So I don't know. I guess I just won't know what menus say if I play this
0: game. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And I, I feel like I've been, people have been saying this since, for a while now, since the advent of HDTVs, right? Like, I feel like that was when. Uh, people, you could have programmers putting stuff on their monitors, which are like they're looking at a 24-inch high-definition monitor that's probably seven inches from their face. Um, yep. And like at some point, and this is probably why good like quality assurance people are are really valuable and should be paid and should have you know workers' rights and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, is because like putting that game in front of people, I feel like that's the first thing people say is like I can't see this shit. <laughs> like I would I don't know what you're trying to say. Why does the font that you made all of the A's look like R's? I feel like I have. Like a reading problem like i don't know
2: if my why. eyes are strong enough to operate a ve- vehicle they should be strong enough to be able to play your video game and Agreed. if not then i think your video game has a problem
0: absolutely um and then i got i got i was really looking forward to scoring this weekend like that was going to be my shit and uh mm-hmm. so i decided to go looking for sometimes i dive into the ps store psn store and just like let me see what a five to ten dollar game looks like yeah there's, if there's anything of interest and god that store has gotten so fucking bad with the dollar 99 yeah. 49 cent games it's all like it's just it's just excrement in there dude like i, I don't think, know what i think doing. as long
2: as it's not like hate speech or porn you can put anything on there um and it's just they they farm people's money because they'll they'll give these 99 cent games uh like a platinum trophy so then people buy them because they want the platinum trophy that'll take them 30 seconds to get um and it's it 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 sucks because that just feeds into I mean, whatever. If that shit is there, that's not my problem, right? But it becomes my problem when I'm trying to find literally any video game and I can't because it's just heaps of garbage. The eShop kinda has the same issue where the like the trending stuff or like the top releases or best sellers or whatever. It's always like Breath of the Wild and, you know, Kirby or whatever the new you know, mm-hmm. hot Nintendo game is, and then just like page upon page upon page of these ninety nine cent mobile games that got ported to Switch because they're on sale for two pennies. Um so you can't get away from it. You can't get away from it at all.
0: Garbage, dude. Absolute garbage. garbage. I, uh... Jess has been going
2: through like a renaissance this weekend of trying lots of these little like indie, sometimes like kind of like the, the artsy type games that, you know, you play through it in three hours and it's just like a compact experience. She's been getting a ton of these on, on Switch finally, because she's always played pretty much Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing. She you know, has some of her PC games, but she's just been fully diving into these, these little games like spirit fair she play a little bit of that cozy grove um she's just been crushing it and i'm over here thinking like man i can't spend more than like 30 minutes on a game before i get bored and like look at my phone again dude i'm glad, I'm glad
0: someone could play a good video game this week. if it's not yeah. me and you i'm glad that jess yeah. can because jesus christ has she tried I'm so inviter- I, I keep meaning to um at least look at that like animal crossing style disney game that came out the disney pixar game where it's just like hey we made one of those but with all of the yeah. Disney characters um And I, (laughs) the only thing that makes me, like, I I like those games, so I think it'd be interesting. I don't really have a huge Mm -hmm. affection for Disney, but I saw somebody say, like, it's really, really weird when I'm over here, like, trying to perfect the perfect garden, and and Donald Duck is just screaming on the other side of the map, trying to get my (laughs) attention, and I'm like, you know what, that sounds like kind of the amount of chaos that I'd maybe maybe be a little into, so...
2: I've heard people say that it's like weirdly kind of good.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. A lot of people say that. I need I need to turn my sister onto it. She would be into that. I think she she got really into spirit uh, fair, but um, it's hard. I put her onto uh, immortality, and she would she called me up and she's like, I can't I can't play this. This is is dog shit. And I was like, okay, cool. This
2: is like every this is every game that I try to get Jess to play. She's like, no, no. No, And I think that was what was steering her wrong for the longest time was I was trying to get her to play games that interested me or games that I just think oh, this sounds like a thing that she would... I don't know. Uh, after almost eight years, cur- I clearly don't know her taste of games.
0: So, Dude, I, I um, have I have been with my wife uh, close to two decades. Uh, we've known each other for probably 22 years. We've been married for 18 years. Uh, the other day I tried to play her a song and she was like, nope, 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 nope. Like I was trying to play her this <laughs> album. She's like, nope, 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 nope. And then like, uh, it, was, it was in the morning time. I was playing the same album I just had it on the background while I was like washing dishes or whatever, and she was getting ready to to go to the barn. Um, and It was like the seventh track of the album, and she stopped. She goes, this is a fucking bop. And I was like, god damn it. How did I do yeah. <laughs> We went through so many. I just gave up after the first five tracks. <laughs> it's a shame. He we should know, we should know what our partner's like, but I guess yeah, I just don't. It's dull. too
2: hard. You know, I think I skewed everything because when Jess and I started dating, I had just finished Persona 4 and was like oh this game you know it's really cool blah 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 whatever um and Jess, not really being into games at that point was like yeah sure i'll you know i'll give it a shot whatever i think we were going on vacation together for the first time and she just was like this is a thing i'll do when we're on vacation in the hotel and and she it, like two weeks later had finished all
0: 70 hours of persona 4 <laughs> so from then on i
2: just assumed like oh she could like she likes share RPGs or whatever but that's been the only one <laughs>
0: It's never again has it happened, and it's it's weird that that does happen sometimes. I feel like I think I think and I'm not. I hate to sound like, but there's a difference between someone who likes to to likes to play games and someone like you and I who are like addicted to playing games constantly. Who are yeah. constantly yeah. looking for new stuff, and I feel like Autumn is just like, yes, this is the time in my life where I want to play this game, and I'm going to play it mm-hmm. for eight hours a day <laughs> and then like that phase ends and you and i would be like okay i need the next one of those and she's like mm-hmm. now i need to go outside <laughs> yeah see <And> that's I'm, <laughs> like, why haven't we figured that out i don't know <laughs> we should think <laughs> we'd be doing this for a long time Like, imagine how much
2: happier we would be without all our subscriptions and our our, our on sale games that we buy if we were just like okay elden ring's done Guess I'll do something else for a couple months until I find out about a new game that sounds yeah, cool. But time, no. t- time,
0: no. to, time to get into woodworking for a few months, and <laughs> yeah. then, I'll, then, then I'll come back for the DLC. <laughs> Think of all the cool things we could do. Dude. If you could build chairs. <laughs> oh, my God. If I could build a chair, I wouldn't be a chair-building fool. Like, There's no question about that whatsoever. We know. This uh, is our curse. There's that show uh, with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman called Making It, which is like a craft show. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like a little reality show where they have people like compete different different challenges, and it's all cute or whatever. Uh, but it's just a reminder that I just I feel like I I literally just I feel like I, I, nobody handed me construction paper as a kid.
1: If that yeah. makes sense, like yeah. I feel like I yeah. just
0: missed out on all crafting and mm-hmm. building things and drawing things. I just missed all of that stuff. I, or they just assumed that because I was terrified of it that I wouldn't that I that I didn't have an interest in it or something. Because mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. at people and I'm like, how? like you're turning fucking like wooden dowels into a puppet creature that that can sing and dance like what are you doing like how do you even how do you even conceive of this stuff i don't know i don't get it and i guess it is just time and effort like
2: i i went through a period of time in probably sixth grade where i felt confident that i could draw any dragon ball z character like manga accurate and like Obviously, that wasn't true, but I was really good at it because I did it every day in all my notebooks when I was supposed to be doing math homework. I was just drawing Goku or whatever, right? But you do something so often. I would go home. I'd put cartoons on. I'd sit there and I'd draw on on a notepad or whatever. And I got really, really good at it. And then a couple years ago, I was like, oh, do I still got it? And like I I knew the shapes. I knew. But no, I absolutely didn't Mm -hmm. have that skill anymore. And just to think like, if I could figure this out when I was 11 and have it be like competent enough that it's not embarrassing, imagine what... I could do if I actually focused on something. If I actually just decided I'm going to learn how to draw, I'm going to uh, watch some YouTube videos about shading or some shit, you know, like we we could easily do that stuff. but <laughs> we're, we're probably not gonna, it's we're the, just going to keep
0: looking for games. Autumn and I have the running joke is it's, it's getting interested in it. Like I always, I would always make the joke like, Oh yeah, if I just got interested in lifting weights, I'd be fucking great at it. I'd look amazing, but I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that. Like I'm interested in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, and like, That was said as a sarcastic joke of like, oh, yeah, you just have to do it. But that's actually, like, fucking real. Like, if you just have an interest in doing it, um, you just have to do it. Like, you just... The more you do something, the better you're at at it, and I don't even like. I'm just—it's just ridiculous that I'm even saying that out loud, like, because it's so fucking obvious. And I feel you know
2: uh, the problem is honestly, as gamers, I think we get you get the instant satisfaction of like playing a good game. You're like, whoa! Mm -hmm. There's the immediate feedback, the immediate feeling of getting better. Um, If you're doing woodworking, that's gonna take like six to eight months before you make something, and you go,
0: oh, all right, dude. I would need if I started woodworking tomorrow, I would need so tomorrow being Monday on the day of this recording by Friday, I would need like. A, like a level up announcement. I would need somebody mm-hmm. to come tell me you have leveled up a little bit. You know, yeah. you, and it wouldn't. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people will treat those kind of hobbies like the level ups are just buying more expensive tools to do the hobbies like more expensive guitars more expensive like wood carving things or whatever um but i don't really want to do that either (laughs) so you just kind of get like i just get weirdly trapped where i don't know how to do anything i'm basically unwilling to learn at this point and it's just i don't know man i guess it's a stupid thing I i should yeah Forty fucking years old. I should probably like figure this shit out a little bit.
2: Maybe it's time to have a new hobby. You pick one for your forties. I'll pick one for our thirties. My thirties, okay. and we'll just be happier men. Um, I, you know, I did a little bit of like I when I was t- 12, 13, I would ca- try to carve swords out of wood because you know that's this me we're talking about here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I had a wood shaver, this little handheld thing, and then uh, sandpaper, and that was it. And I remember making the first. Sword or whatever. And it was mostly, it mostly just came out kind of like a baseball bat. But I was like, wow, I just took a plank of wood and now it's shaped like something. That's really cool. And uh, I remember it felt cool doing it, you know, because I I was young enough that I could use my imagination. I felt like I was like a blacksmith making a cool sword, you know, and that, that fed into it. And then I remember trying to do it again the next time and it came out pretty much exactly the same. And that annoyed the shit out of me because I was like, but I already (laughs) already did did this this once before. I already have the experience. It should be better. And then I did it once more, like years (laughs) later i thought well wait, no i have a perfectly good plank of wood here i i found that wood shaver that very same wood shaver the blade still seems to work um but no <laughs> i was just as bad at it or the quality was just it was just the same and i thought what the fuck i'm not getting any better <laughs> this sucks
0: hilarious dude absolutely hilarious so um yeah we should we should probably i saw something i think on tiktok the other day it was like do they have a personality or that do they just watch consume a lot of media? And I, <laughs> I, I tried asking that question about myself, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> do I? <laughs> uh oh, yeah, yeah, uh-oh. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Recently, I've just been like getting mm-hmm. back in, more into to trying to find new music. I, I heard this saying that said, oh, you stop trying to find new music around the age of thirty. And for me, at the time, I thought that is true. I have kind of stopped looking for new music. I listen to the same albums all the time. I listen to a new album once, think, oh, that was cool, and then I go back to listening to whatever I was listening to before. So, I've been actively seeking out new music and it has been fulfilling in a way. But even that, I'm just consuming new media. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing anything.
0: (laughs) I've done the same thing. I will say, uh, my 30s, I stagnated in music a lot. Like, I kind of, that was also kind of when I found podcasts and I was driving around listening to podcasts more than I was listening to music. So, um, but lately, um, especially since I've been traveling more, since, you know, the COVID restrictions have basically lifted, like, nobody cares, even though it's still a. Serious and debilitating disease. Uh, I have to travel a lot more, so I'm driving my car a lot more, and I find podcasts kind of annoying. Which, as a person that puts out like yeah, 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 yeah. some per per month, like probably six to eight per month, that's kind of a weird thing to say. But like, I just, I think it's something to do with that interest. Like a lot of the podcasts I was listening to were about gaming stuff. I don't, I don't really care about like current gaming news anymore that much. I just don't want to hear about it. So I've been listening to mm-hmm. a lot of new music, um, and it's been really, really fr- refreshing and reinvigorating. Um, except. The problem is nobody cares. (laughs) Like I have nobody to talk to about. Like Autumn is like, yeah, this is okay. I can see how you think this is good and I see why it's good and I agree with you, but it's not what I want to listen to or like discuss. Um, The other day I posted a tweet that was like, this is my... This is the top four rap albums of the year or whatever with, like, four album covers. Zero interaction. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I've ever tweeted about music, nothing. That's and, you know, zero. I should do
2: it for me. I should. I don't have to do it for the, for the likes. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. you go, fuck. I was, fuck.
0: I, I was just putting, like, bait in the water. Like, I wasn't even trying to get likes. I was just trying to find, like, a couple of people to be like, oh, that new Billy Woods album is dope. And I could be like, yeah, it is. Let's talk. And, yeah, no, yeah. that did not happen whatsoever. I,
2: and, I, and then I also found myself in this weird thing where so much of the music that I grew up listening to was, like, just, like, pure angst you know then and, and the older i get the i don't really like or want to listen to that stuff anymore obviously i have nostalgia for some of it but like i i mean i always joke about the emo music but at the same time i kind of don't love it anymore and it it's i'm not the person who listens to that so that i have this weird empty space in my like music backlog where I'm like, this is the stuff that I used to return to, but I don't like returning to it anymore. So what am I going to listen to?
0: I don't know. It was, it was interesting. A, um, uh, a rapper that I like a whole lot, a guy named uh, Sage Francis. Um, he released like in the early aughts, or maybe even the late 90s, an album called Personal Journals. Uh, And it was one of those albums that was really like, holy shit, I didn't know hip hop could be like this. Like this is something totally different. This is a dude with completely different experiences to anything I've ever heard on the radio talking about like deeply personal shit uh, with weird fucking sounding beats and everything. Um, And that album like means a lot to me on a lot of different levels, right? Like I had listened to that album for years and years and years and years and years. and years. Um, And then I put it on the other day And it's still good. (laughs) Like, it's still a fine album. (laughs) I just find myself a lot less engaged in it. And, like, not every album has to, like, last you 45 years or whatever. But I just was like, man, I can, I definitely can see the distance between who I was when I listened to this Mm -hmm. album a whole lot and who I am now. And then, like, not four days later he made a tweet thread talking about that exact same thing like he went back and listened to it and he felt the same way he's like yeah I would never make an album like this again like my whole life has fucking changed like I'm married I have kids I run a label like I'm not that dude and I don't even know who yeah. that dude really was and I was like and I wanted to like tweet at him like I had the same experience but I thought like that was probably <laughs> not, probably not what he was trying to k- cultivate with that with that level yeah, of interaction yeah. so I just, I just kept my mouth shut which is what I usually do on Twitter but yeah
2: I guess this is a good reminder to just keep looking for new stuff keep moving forward keep trying to find new interests and hobbies and you know what'd be really
0: good for discovery new music um
2: what fucking building chairs what are you gonna do building (laughs) chairs dude Dude, slap the radio on forget about it nothing sounds better than when you hear a song when it comes on the radio
0: i I mean i had my truck aux port broke and i don't nobody has fucking cds anymore right so every time i take my truck to do anything it's uh cruising through the local radio stations and it's it's classic rock, and there's one actual alter- alternative station, which is like 90 percent mm-hmm. The Foo Fighters, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and that's <laughs> and that's basically it. But but yeah. I tell you, man, every, they they put on some bops. I'll put up like, oh yeah. shit, this is Prince. Hell yeah,
2: yeah. Like I heard I heard 1979, um, right, by the Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins on the radio, um, not that long ago, and I thought, yeah, this is the greatest song ever written. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I don't listen to the Pumpkins ever, but I heard it on the radio. And I go, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> This is it. This is the one. <laughs> I don't know if I've listened to it
0: since, but... <laughs> Extremely tra- strange how all those, like, 90s alternative bands, uh, just uh, most of them have turned into, like, weird conservative assholes. Like, yeah. B- Billy Corgan yeah. is, like, a weird
2: he just seems like a crypto wizard i really have no evidence of that but that's just what i he said in he my is, mind that's what he is i mean
0: he has said some truly dumb shit on like the joe rogan podcast and other places Of just like, he, well, like if you're gonna say dumb shit yeah go to the dumb shit palace yeah i agree yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of dumb shit palace that describes camelot to me so we should probably it talk about Marlin. it
2: does welcome to the dumb shit palace
1: berlin berlin